Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Too Tired Mom. My name is Victoria, your wonderful host, and I'm joined with Shirley. Um we're in a bit as you can tell, we're in a bit of a giggly mood. Um, oh but um, joining us today, we have a special guest, special mummy, special lady. Um, would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? Hi, ladies. Um, my name is Dorothy and I am, do I call myself the founder, the owner um, of Thriving Mamas? Yeah, the Thriving Mamas, um, which is a page dedicated to mothers and women um, that I've just recently started up on Instagram. Wonderful. And um, guys, if you're not following her page, follow, follow, follow. She has loads of inspirational, just personal stories that are very interesting to read. Um, yes. Well, uh, Dorothy, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you so much. Welcome. Um, yeah, so how has uh, motherhood been in quarantine? Oh, motherhood has been interesting. Um, So I have two kids. I have a son who is four years old and a daughter who is 18 months. So, yeah. So, um, and my daughter is like a pocket rocket. She literally bounces off the walls of her brother. So um, (laughs) whatever he does, she copies. Um, It's been interesting. I think for me, the biggest... um, obstacle I can call it um which I think a lot of mothers have faced during quarantine is the homeschooling yeah yeah because I just I think sometimes when you're told to do something and expected to do something it can just completely throw you off guard um yeah I usually do a lot of um homeschooling if I can call it that work at home with my son anyway um but now that I have to follow a routine a schedule and you know motivate him to actually do work um funnily enough he said to me I don't do work at home um school is for work and if we're not at school we don't do work um so it's it's that mindset of kind of just shifting it like okay we need to be serious you need to do the work. He enjoys doing work and he loves it. But I think where it's all day, every day, um, yeah, he's kind yeah. of like, what's going on? So, yeah. Yeah, no, I can kind of understand that because I guess with, with kids, they're quite concrete in how they view the world. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. like, why do I have to kind of like work in the place that I play? Yeah, basically. Exactly. They don't understand the whole <laughs> change. Yeah. And I think it's the routine as well, because yeah, um, yeah. my kids are in such a good routine with like nursery and school. And OK, this is when we do work on a Saturday at home if we're going to do it. So I think that change in the routine has really unsettled them a little bit. I think they're they're coping really well with it. Um, but, yeah, it's just adjusting to a, a new way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how has it been for you? Because like for me, I, I think... I've struggled in the sense that I had, I've, well, I'm back to work now. Mm. 
from maternity leave and I had everything kind of like planned out like you know I'm going to go back to work Lex is going to start um, nursery and we kind of had like a little plan yeah you know, in place and now it kind of just feels like everything is out of the window mm. so I do kind of feel a little bit like uh, a bit frustrated a little bit like trapped almost to be honest not yeah. that I'm trying to get rid of my child but I'm just like babes I want some space <laughs> Um, I think for me, every day is different. I can honestly say that I'm going through a wave of emotions. There are some days where it's absolutely amazing. We have a great day, you know, the routine, like we stuck to the schedule. And then there's other days where it's like having a moody teenager of my four-year-old. Yeah. And your plans are out of the window. So it just it just varies for me. I think I'm just trying to look at the whole quarantine and the whole situation um, and mm. try and try to be as positive as I can be. Um, yeah. I'm naturally a positive, upbeat, bubbly person anyway. So I find that in our home setting, because my husband um, is a lot quieter than I am, um, I don't want this period where we look back on it and it's quite sombre. Like, I want us to yeah. have those memories. I want us to have fun. And if it means that sometimes I have to put my feelings aside or if I'm too tired or, you know, just whatever it is, um, I just don't want to come out of this period thinking that I've kind of wasted time to just yeah. rest, to just enjoy the kids. Because I know after quarantine is over, they are going to my mum's for at least a week. <laughs> so, um <laughs> I just, I just, I, for me, I think with every day, I just take it as it comes. Yeah. Um, one of the key things for me that's helped me during quarantine is praying in the first thing in the morning. So when I do my morning devotionals and I pray, I just feel like it really just lifts me of any feeling, any anxiety that I'm feeling, any burdens that I feel um, for me to just kind of get on with the day. So yeah, I'm just trying to be positive through it, to be honest. Yeah, no, I can I can definitely um, understand that. And um, recently, um, I've been waking up um, quite well, like six thirty, seven, yeah, um, to go for bike bike um, rides, um, and that that has been quite interesting. And I think that's helped me a lot um, in terms of yeah. just work. Um, yeah, that just really just gives me energy. Yeah. I don't know how you get up at six seven. Um, <laughs> well, I usually get up at five thirty, but I have not managed to execute the exercise part today. I've been in my gym gear all day, and I haven't gone running. I've I've done walks with the kids, but to say I'm going out running, so that's really really good that you've managed to do the bike rides. I I have yeah. to because um I just I just feel like. You know when you just feel a little bit trapped <laughs> in the house. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm a morning person anyways, yeah. and because I have to work from home, mm. I find that if I get up first before the boys do, it kind of just gives me a head start. Yeah. And just exercising just just really just puts me it gives me energy really mm. to kind of like flow through the day. Yeah. I do the exercises, but my exercises are like eleven, twelve. In the mornings, I can't get up. I'm sorry. Atara wakes up at like six o'clock. I bring her into my bed, yeah. put on Dave and Ava, and I just give her my phone and I just go back to sleep because I can't. <laughs> but does she not disturb you? I cannot do that with my kids. You know, when, the, when, the, when he goes off, then she knocks my phone on my head <laughs> and tells me to switch it back on. 
gosh. I just can't get myself to get up. I'm not a morning person at all. Wow. Like, I just But I'm trying to get used to it. And obviously, definitely, exercise has definitely been keeping me in, well, keeping me sane. Yeah. I've actually just started exercising for the first time since I had the baby. So I'm so impressed. <laughs> Oh. I'm, like, I'm ready to get this summer body that's probably never going to happen oh. but it will happen <laughs> I'm so done uh, wow. okay. I wish I wish I could do that with Lex but Lex literally he, he just climbs off our, off our bed yeah. he's not interested as soon as he wakes up he's raring to go so yeah. no amount of trying to contain him in anyone's bed he's just not interested yeah I mean with two it's a little bit worse because sometimes you get one that wants to sleep and one that's awake so then they tactically wake up the other one so my son oh my gets up it doesn't matter what time he goes to bed he gets up at six thirty, and he'll just burst through our door and oh yeah and my daughter's still in like the next to me next to our bed and obviously she then wakes up and they're like hi mommy hi daddy good morning mm. you're like oh okay hi yeah let's start the day yeah let's go <laughs> but before mm. we get into that a little bit more I'm quite yeah. like keen to ask you about having two kids but yeah. I wanted to kind of ask um what was the inspiration behind you starting um, Thriving Mums? Well, a funny story is that I actually started it four years ago. I, okay. Yeah, so when I gave birth to my son, I was very much, like, I, I realised that there wasn't a lot of Instagram, um, a lot of stuff back then on Instagram mm. about being a new mum and, um, I think it was when I was weaning my son that I was looking for like loads of different pages on like what to give my son to eat and there wasn't a lot of stuff so I started it but then I was adjusting to this new role of being a mum being in full-time yeah. work and everything and I just thought no I can't do it I can't like get back into it and then when I had my daughter last year I had the same thing again um, started the page up again, but then I just found mm-hmm. I was too busy to be consistent with it. And that's just yeah, something yeah. that I didn't want. I didn't want to do something that I'm not consistent with or that I can't give it my all. So yeah. um, what happened was one of my um, best friends, she messaged me, she lives in France and um, she yeah. messaged me. She said, what happened to the page? And I said, oh, um, I deleted it because I just can't keep up with it at the moment. And she said, well, I, just wanted to um I told one of my friends about it and I wanted her to check out the page because of some of the stuff that you know she's dealing with and you talked about some of the stuff on the page and I said oh yeah. so in that moment I was just like I need to do this because the passion yeah. the passion I have for it is that the simple like in simple terms I just want other mums to come on the page and to be able to relate to something to find information on that just helps day a little bit better um makes makes things a little bit easier on how they do things or just to bring light and to be honest one of the things that I've noticed um in doing it this time around especially being in quarantine where my son might ask me like 10 times for the same thing, even though I've said no. Um, Last week Mm -hmm. I talked about conscious parenting. And as I was actually Mm -hmm. doing the post, it's like I'm, you know, retraining myself, reiterating it 
to myself and say, yeah, you know, yeah. this is what you need to do. This is who children are. And when I read back at the quotes before I post them and stuff, and I'm just like, you have to practice what you preach. And this is helping me be yeah. better for my kids as well. So for me, that's what's really driving me this time because I know it's yeah. just not for me. So, yeah, that's that's where. And you just never know who you're touching as yeah. well. You never know who, yeah. who you're going to inspire to do more or just touch in general you don't know what people are going through yeah yeah. I mean one of the things that I'm trying to do is make sure that the content um is quite varied because I don't want to just talk about one thing and not the not the other so like this week that we're doing the takeover where we have you ladies talking about your experiences as well um it's just so amazing because other mums can see that okay you know, you have a different way of doing things. I have a different way. And I don't want it to just be my voice on the page because I'm just a representation yeah. of one type of mother that does things in a particular way. And we all have our own different ways of styles and we all inspire each other. So in Definitely. one way or another, and that's what I want from the page for, you know, someone to come on the page and be like, oh, like I do this, but I don't do it in this way. Um, so, yeah. So for me, that's what makes it in- exciting. And I get inspired as well. So, yeah. I was actually, before you mentioned that, I was actually going to um, talk about that, the um, takeover. When I saw that, I thought, oh, this is this is actually like, uh, t- you know, something good to do. It, I haven't seen anyone do that. And it just makes it feel quite personable. Yeah. Like just watching yeah. your mum like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's- yeah. yeah, I haven't seen one being done in a very long time. I know people used to do them quite a while when Instagram was popping, but I haven't seen one done in a very long time. Really? And do you know, do you know the funny thing is when I came up with the idea, I thought it was original, and then I saw, and then I saw, I think it was Net Mums or something, and we didn't do a takeover per se where like someone has um, full. Like takeover of the account but they did do like other mums accounts of motherhood and stuff and I was like why did I think this was an original idea anyway I'm still going with it I'm still <laughs> going with it I still want it um and last month that we so I'm trying to do it every month so last month that we did it it was just amazing um so many of like the followers were interacting with the other girls that did it and it was just brilliant because yeah. I was just like some of the stuff I saw I was just like wow I even learned how to use Instagram a little bit better because one of the girls I'm telling you one of the girls did it and she did so brilliant like she was tagging companies and the way she laid out products that she was using I was like what I was like no I need to I need to get my game up (laughs) yeah I think I think I'm probably with you on on that in that book (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely picking up things from everyone so I'm always like watching everyone's takeover and like one of the mums said to me you know what do you want me to say and I said no I don't do it scripted I don't want to give you a topic I don't because everyone's motherhood speak to them um that I feel like if I was to give someone a topic or you know say go down this line or go down this way it just kind of makes it really restricted so for me it's like free reign you don't know who you're going to touch and and that's that's all it's about for me to be honest well it feels like a lot of pressure (laughs) (laughs) no guys you'll be amazing you'll be amazing well seeing as i don't even have my own instagram (laughs) don't know i'm gonna manage this one (laughs) i'm looking forward to it that 
that's why I threw Vicky under the bus. I'm like, oh, let yeah. me play her. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Vicky, I can't wait. Um, I need to send you the password after this conversation, actually. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But, you know, like, so what else is it that you, what do you do outside, you know, of being a mum? Like, obviously, you've got an Instagram page going, you've got two lovely, beautiful yep. children. What else do you do? What do you do for work? So, um, I was a brand manager before I had my daughter. Um, so okay. I went on maternity leave and then decided I wanted a career change. Um, okay. I, so with me, I continuously try and study. So whilst when I was first pregnant with my son, I um, studied HR and wanted to really get into it, oh, HR, yeah. but it wasn't the right time. Um, having a new baby and trying to get into a new career and weighing all the Mm. options and kind of thinking you can't really rebrand yourself you can't really go into a new sector without taking a pay cut and you've got to worry about nursery you've got to worry about this um so at that time it wasn't the right time so when um I was due to go back to work after the year was up I just decided that I'm not going to get this time back so I don't want to actually go back to being a brand manager I'm going up and down so I worked with luxury brands in the city as well. So obviously I live in Essex, which is a lot of traveling back and forth for me every day. Yeah. Um, mm. And then he started school as well. So I was thinking, who's going to do a 3 p.m. Um, pickup for me? Yeah. Um, yeah. My husband works in the city as well. So it was it was a transitioning for me because I started to think about things that I never used to think about because nursery opens till... 7 a.m till 6 p.m in the evening um and then once your child starts school it's like a whole nother ball game so for a little while I thought I wanted to be a stay-at-home mum um so I didn't go back to work um and was kind of doing school runs and halfway through it I just thought no like I'm just too much of a person that's got too many plans and um I've just got too many goals that I want to execute and I can't do this. So um, I need to find alternative ways of getting him picked up after school until 6pm, et cetera, et cetera. So that was the stage I was at trying to get into a new position. And then yeah. uh, coronavirus hit. So yeah, I'm still on maternity leave. <laughs> 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 and I'm it's been a long maternity leave so yeah I'm still on maternity leave um but it's helped me like all the time and I always say everything happens for a reason because last year when I was um like interviewing and trying to get into roles and stuff I was just like oh this is just so long like I just still need a break I need to just kind of sort myself out and then coronavirus hit and I'm just like okay this is this is too long now I need to get back into work and kind of start manoeuvring but we count it all joy so yeah no definitely i i'm currently feeling like you to be honest but um I, think I, all are, like, I don't want to go but i want to quit yeah. my job but the <laughs> thing is the thing is you say that right and then when the moment you're in that position because for me i think a lot of it was anxiety because um when my son was in his first week of reception. Um, and this is actually something I touched on last year on My Thriving Mama, so I might repost it. Um, on his first day of school, 
he was really like my son has never experienced anxiety and obviously it's really hard to see anxiety in, in children because it comes up in yes, different yeah. ways it comes up you know with yeah. them being withdrawn or um you know they might act out or whatever and um yeah. he um he was just really quiet he was really like weird so when I picked him up after school the teacher said you know he's having a really difficult time making friends although he went to the school's nursery and had friends when they got to receptions they put them in ability classes so he had a couple of people in oh. class that he didn't know before so um she was like yeah he's having you know quite a tough time making new friends and his friends are making new friends and he feels left out and stuff and when I would pick him up and ask him you know are you okay he'd just be like yeah I'm fine and just kind of be quiet and yeah. then I was just like imagine if I was at work first of all I wouldn't have picked him up at 3 30 to be able to even speak to the teacher let alone yeah. even pick up on his emotions because by the time you get home you're doing dinner how was your day? You're good, tired. good, you're tired, yeah. exactly. And they go straight to bed. So that week was really significant for me because I just thought to myself, regardless of what I'm doing, if I'm back at full-time work, the first week of any school term, any school activity, anything, I need to make sure that I'm fully available that week because I need to be able to deal with whatever issues that my son might may arise. And it may not be nothing, but I need him to feel like I'm there. So it's just picking up on these little things, which I think having that break helps you for when you do go back to work because you're like, okay, these are the, you know, this is what I need. This is what I require. And if you don't have that break period, you just don't know. And you're just constantly going and going and going. So, Yeah, no, you're definitely right. And um, I don't think I told you this, but I actually work with um, children in um, okay. mental health. So cool. yeah so when you were saying yeah. all of that um yeah that's that's definitely a thing and just um I think one of the things parents do struggle with is the fact that you know in terms of those key stages of your mm. child's life sometimes it might be that you you can't be there yeah. and it's, it's difficult because then things in terms of like how they experience yeah. things you know they might be going through something and some people might take it as oh you know they're behaving mm. badly or whatnot but I'm has like underlying issues Um, I mean that period for me was really scary because my son is very confident and you know so bubbly and so happy so that to see him not happy to go to school and he loved school like he 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 literally loves school so um to kind of see him like that like I remember one evening I was crying like to my husband I was just like I don't know how to fix it like for the first time it's like that's your first major um obstacle whereas I think a lot of parents especially like new parents like or I would say like me even though I've got two they're still so young that you go through different um different stages and you're faced with new challenges and especially when it comes to the emotional stuff that if you're not reading or you're not you know trying to understand different things you can misinterpret things so easily with your kids Um, And my main thing is, one, I didn't want anyone in school putting labels on my child or, you know, all these things. So for me, it was heartbreaking because I was just like, what's going on? And then by Friday, of course, he was completely fine. And, you know, his friends were his friends again. And now he loves it. But I was just so thankful that obviously I was there to just be there. 
Yeah, yeah. And as well, like, being intuitive, because mm. you, you could have easily been there, but it's missed true. it. Because yeah. I think sometimes we get caught up in kind of, like, the hustle and bustle of life and being a mom and being a wife. Yeah. And by the time you pick up, you're just, like, right to yeah. that you, you don't even mm-hmm. know even quiet. Yeah. And I think that's like literally every mum's fear as well, knowing that, well, not no, not knowing when your child is actually going mm. through stuff and, you know, you you find out a week, few weeks later and you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed that. And you've got Guilt, all that yeah. going on. And, yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you definitely don't want to meet those key yeah. stages. I definitely just want to be conscious, like just try and actually be in every moment. Like um, I said at the beginning that he has been a little moody teenager. But then one of the quotes that I saw that I was posting this week said, you know, why why do we get upset with kids when they, you know, when they're upset, when they're emotional, when they're having an issue about something, when we do it? And it's almost like we're invalidating our kids that they're not allowed to be upset. You know, why, why is your face like that? Yeah, fix your face and, you know... <laughs> and, I, and I know I'm guilty because sometimes my son is upset for no reason. I'm, and I, literally before I was just like, what's the problem? Like, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? Just tell me what's wrong. And now I'm just like, you know, if you need a minute, let me know. Let me know, you know, when you want to speak. And it's just made such a difference. And I think just having that information yeah. there and it's not easily accessible. So if everyone's always on Instagram, that is like the best place to put it on because then at least they can get the information quickly yeah literally (laughs) well i'm i'm really not into social media i won't lie to you but that's another story for another day i so want (laughs) to ask questions but then this will like take away from me (laughs) and now feel free to i can edit Uh. out Okay, why? Why are you so against social media? I actually had a, a question for Vicky earlier on as well. Do you know what? I'm oh. not against it, but I'm I'm quite um I'm a very in a moment person. Okay. So for me, like I, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I struggle to kind of like have that commitment for social oh. media. Um, yeah. So I've even been, but I've I've had people tell me, do you know what? Don't come back because I'm tired of you. <laughs> Because I'll literally come back for like, I'd be like, oh guys, no, finally, I'm, I'm back. They're like, no, no, because you, you'll be gone in like by tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, no, I just kind of like being on my own. I, I like not being mindful of what's mm. happening. That sense. Um, yeah, no, I just it I gives just you an innocence like, as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. and I'm still quite yeah. at peace knowing that I'm like, yeah. being. Um, if if someone tells me something, yeah, cool. But just not being mindful of kind of yeah. like that world. I, I, like the good, yeah, like the no, good old I don't days. mind social media. I don't mind Instagram. Yeah. Twitter. I can't do it. Twitter is a Oh, I don't even know how to use like, that. I literally have an account because my daughter's me. nursery posts things on Twitter and you have to be on it. So I don't even know how to use Twitter. It's literally, you know, it's a devil's Really? Why? Isn't it just Honestly. comments though? Nah, but it's the comments. That's the uh, thing. It's the comments. People are mad. People are anyway. Really? Yeah, I've never <laughs> used Twitter. I don't even know how to use Twitter. In all honesty, I don't know. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what's funny? I actually prefer. Do Twitter. you? No. Because I feel like there's, really there's there's a level of transparency that, like, I feel like you can say you can As say it, it is. <laughs> for. I, I, 
I like I like transparency, and I think that's why I find like somewhere like Instagram quite yeah. difficult because I, I do believe a lot in like just being yeah. health and um, being true to yeah. yourself. So for me, I struggle. Yeah, because people just post what um, they want you to I see. I think so. Twitter is banter. really. I don't know, so I can't even comment. So yeah, <laughs> and, no, and if you've seen my Instagram great. page, my personal one, I hardly post anything. So yeah. I'm not great with it either. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you more about, like, um, if you want to maybe tell us about, like, one of your pregnancies or both if you okay. want to. Okay. Yeah. So with uh, both my pregnancies, I had emergency C-sections. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But my actual, like, so the nine months is incredible. I get like maybe three, four weeks of morning sickness. And then after that, I'm good. Um, I love being pregnant because I love food. So <laughs> I just use it as an excuse to get every takeaway under the sun. Um, yeah. so done. <laughs> oh, but it's the only time my husband oh, my won't moan at me if I want like takeaway every day of the week. But anyway, that's another story. Um, but yeah, no, I love being pregnant. Um, but giving birth is just a nightmare so for me um with my son I didn't dilate past four centimeters and I have a really low pain threshold so that four centimeters dilation to me was like you know 10 centimeters dilated I I don't I don't know what it was like I don't know what it's like but at that point it was just crazy so um what happened the first time so I had to they, they broke my waters the first time when I went into hospital yeah. after being dilated. Um, and then my son's heartbeat was dropping with every contraction. When Oh, my God. Yeah. And then me. when they broke my waters, it was brown. So it looked like he'd pooed. So then they rushed yeah. me. Oh yeah. They rushed me in for an emergency C- C-section. And um, yeah, so I had the C-section after that. Mm-hmm. And then he was born. I was fine in terms of like recovery. Um, but I really learned like the power of the mind with recovery because mm. they said to me, like, you know, unless, you know, unless you can do certain things, you're not able to be discharged. So if you don't, we, um, and if you don't like pass stool and stuff like that, you won't be able to leave the hospital, especially after having a C-section. So for me, it was like, I am not staying here another night with my baby. Like I want to go home. So I literally spent the yeah. whole day focusing on just like ticking off these checklists so I could get out of the hospital. And um, I did. And it was fine because I had my mum and my husband, like, you know, the excitement of a first child. So you have yeah, all of that. So yeah. you're kind of running in the adrenaline a bit. Um, yeah. With yeah. my daughter, it was a little bit different because I had, so through the pregnancy as well, my son really started to change in that he started to yeah. show traits that he was very jealous. Not, not, not even yeah. jealous, more insecure that he was being replaced. So, um, yeah. you know, he reverted back to coming to sleep in our bed. Um, and that was really stressful on me and my husband because obviously I was pregnant and he sleeps wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was that during the pregnancy. Um, and then obviously, you know, like we tried to get him a gift from the baby and we had to do like a builder bear to take for the baby. He instantly loved her. Yeah. Um, so when I went into labor for my daughter, the old scar from my first C-section 
started to rupture when I got to four centimetres again. So I actually started to bleed internally. So they had to rush, yeah, they had to rush me into have a C-section. When So during the C-section, I started to shake and they were saying to me, um, no, it's normal, you know, like it's normal, this happens, you know, it's a reaction to the um, epidural or whatever. So I was like to my husband, I don't feel right, like I don't feel good. Um, And then I started to throw up and um, then they kind of like, you know, when everyone tries to pretend nothing is wrong, but you can see that something is wrong. Um, Then we got over that. They, they took me into recovery and then in recovery, I was literally looking at my heart monitor. Like I didn't even look at the baby. I didn't look at my daughter. I wasn't in this excited mode just because I, I just didn't feel well within myself. Um, And then I started shaking again, started throwing up again. And I just start, started to lose a lot of blood. Um, I think I, yeah, I lost a lot of blood. Um, I didn't, thank God, I didn't need like a blood transfusion or anything. Um, And then it wasn't until that evening when everyone had kind of gone and my daughter started crying that I kind of picked her up and was like, oh, wow, like I'm a mum all over again and I've got my daughter kind of thing. So when everyone says, like with both my kids, everyone always says like, oh, it's love at first sight when you see see your kids. And I was like, no, it's not. Like for me, I didn't even see my kids straight away and like, my like I'm I'm so I'm silly in the sense of like when I look at my kids I'm like wow wow like did you actually just come out of me and then I start thinking who do you look like like you don't look like me um but yeah so they were really traumatic and then I think when I got home in the first week I had a little bit I didn't think it was baby blues but then so my mum was with me again and um like just trying to get my son to go back into his bed, having a newborn, he was still not going back to his room. Um, so trying to understand yeah. that with him. Um, but then during the day, he was completely like in love with his sister. He is still the most amazing big brother. They absolutely adore each other. Um, but then um, I think like we, the health visitor came over to the house and my mum was like, because, because I had to do school runs. So I had my daughter September 12th and my son literally had started school the week before I'd given birth. So my husband, so my yeah. daughter was uh, two weeks overdue. So when, yeah. uh, so my husband was already two weeks into his paternity leave and he had two oh, weeks of holiday yeah, so he yeah. couldn't really spend a lot of time home after that so after having a season yeah. I had to start doing school runs again um so yeah so my mum was wow. with me and she helped and then I think by the end of like the second or the third week we were in Nando's and she was just like are you okay and I was like yeah and then I started to cry so that like I never had any other feelings because I was just in the mode of you know, you've got two kids now. You've got to get one ready for school in the morning. You've got yeah, to make yeah. sure the baby can come out. You've got a baby bag, etc. Et so I didn't know how much no. it had weighed in on me until that moment. And then yeah. um, after that, it yeah. was it was quite, if I can say, nice to just cry and to just let let it all out. Um, but I didn't even really yeah. understand what I was feeling at that particular time. Um, it's it's a very yeah. surreal. Um, feeling that I think a lot of mums go straight into mummy mode and I just think there's so much pressure 
on Instagram, on social media, that you need to look good, you're, uh, you need to have it all together and just just everything as a whole. So I think subconsciously, a lot of young mums now, you give birth and you're automatically trying to fulfil a particular role that's, that you've created yeah. for yourself. And all you need to do is kind of just be yeah. present and ask for help. And I think there's a lot of shaming at the moment now into asking for help and using your village around you it's almost like you know you you're the independent mum you can do it you've got all your titles and like it's not like that for a lot of mums and I think we need to reinforce yeah. that yeah no I, I definitely agree with you um Dorothy um I think it, it is this kind of like fancy yeah. fantasy role of if you know you're your boss mum if you you know you can fulfill that role of being a mother yeah. very effortlessly and you know, look good all the, t- all the time and you're going to work and you're always like yeah. where's the time for the yeah. humanity side of things and I think that that is you're right it, it is quite dangerous because then it might lead other people who might be you know more persuasive and thinking oh, oh gosh like feeling that pressure of d- exactly. do I need to be like that you know it's making people feel a type of way yeah. that they don't need to experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't talk about, like, the nitty-gritties of, you know, going through birth and just being at home. Like, in the beginning, you don't even really understand it yourself until you fully come out of, like, after the year when you start looking back and reflecting. And you're just like, wow, like, yeah. I did find it hard at this point. I did find it tough. And thank God I had my husband. Thank God I had my mum. Thank God I had my friends that still check up on me. And um, one of the posts, actually, that I did where I was talking about this feeling of just feeling so isolated at the time I didn't even think I was isolated because you don't when you've got two kids or you've even got one child but the fact of the matter is you are alone in the beginning stages because everyone is going to work and moving on with their lives because unless you're fortunate enough to have you and all your friends off on maternity leave at the same time which never happens um Mm -hmm. you are pretty much trying to go to mum classes to make new mum friends and you know have all those awkward moments and it it's just I just think people need to just talk about it a lot more especially within the black community yeah of course and mm-hmm. that's definitely one of the reasons why we decided to start this podcast because I personally just felt like yeah okay there's all these Instagram pages but nobody actually sits down and tells you all the like obviously we don't want to focus mm. on just the bad stuff but that is yeah. the reality of it. There's good and there's bad that comes with being pregnant and and becoming a mum. And we have to really talk about these things and embrace them. You know, it's not all just, you know, yeah. pose with a baby yeah. and babies are good. Like people need to know that, you know, these babies, they yeah. take over your life and you yourself, you have to yeah. get used to that. And like for, for me, I know Shirley agrees with this as well. We don't like, I don't like going to mum mom groups mm. or whatever like I yeah just, I, I mean I did it, it with my you don't even know yeah. and you don't really it's, it's, there's just so many think factors to like think about when, when it comes mm. to these play groups and stuff so it's like having a platform where you can actually come and just talk and other people can um what's the Definitely. word relate to what you're saying Definitely yeah. makes I mean difference. with the mom groups I did it with my son because obviously it's your first and these are all the things that you learn when you go to these classes um with my daughter I can put my hands up and categorically say I did baby club on tv with her 
maybe twice a week and that was it I didn't even really like I didn't even really search for any groups or trying to relate with anybody because you just get to the point where you're just like okay I need to be in my own space and I just need to let this happen naturally because I also find that having done it with my son that you it's not always authentic because like for me I live in Essex and a lot of the mums I can't relate to because they live a completely different life that I live to or I just don't think that they're being authentic in the lives that they're living with so really we might you know yeah you you know we might get on at the at the baby class but then when we exchange numbers and you know you start seeing a little bit more into people's lives and you're just like oh like no um and that just then makes it a little bit more awkward and I've always been a advocate of like just don't do things just for your kids because if you don't feel comfortable or you feel a sense of uncertainty and then you're going to have that play date just because you want your child to have that connection with someone like you don't need to relate to everybody um and I think that's one of the things that mums need to know that you know it's okay to just have your few close friends that you know maybe you can open up a little bit better to because really and truly these women you're not gonna open up and tell them your genuine feelings that you're finding it hard you're not it's just surface and it's just basic so I think they're great for the kids for maybe learning new skills, because I know I tried like baby massage, which was brilliant. And it used to help my son um, go to sleep. And I learned how to, you know, rub his legs and stuff. But then those classes where, you know, the mums should just meet up and stuff. I just didn't, I just didn't vibe with it at all. No. <laughs> it's not for yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah, no, but I, I agree with you with the whole... Um... Essex living because I remember going to baby weighing class and literally I I, I was like mum there and it just felt like and you could just tell not you have Mm. different stairs if that makes sense um Mm. I didn't really feel comfortable it just felt a bit like I I, and I hate having to kind of like yeah um, force things so when I find myself having to, you know, force a smile or yeah. force conversation, for me, I, I don't like to be put in yeah. that that position. So I think that in itself as well just puts you off going to... Yeah, I definitely do think well, it might but... be a location thing as well because I know a friend that lives in East London and, you know, she's made really good friends from going to her baby baby classes and everything. So I think it just depends, like... Because it's the demographic again. It's like the age, the race, yeah, like like who's there and stuff. So I think for us, obviously being in Essex, it varies. Um, but for me, it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we need to maybe start. Maybe so. Our... <laughs> maybe so. Definitely. <laughs> Baby classes <laughs> and the things they don't tell you. No. I <laughs> know, oh, right. But in terms of like, um, I know you you spoke about kind of your experiences in, mm. um, with the C section, and um, obviously having your your finally having like two yeah. kids, you're having to look after. When did you say like you kind of felt a bit okay within yourself and started to kind of like get with a flow of like having two kids? Because I can't even, I can't even imagine. I have one, and I'm yeah. literally like, oh, I mean, God. just. Thank God for grace, because honestly, I don't know how I do it. I honestly don't. 
there's no other there's no other thing that I can attribute it to apart from just God giving me the grace and the strength to do it every day. Um, it is hard, but it's so rewarding. I mean, the fact I think the first year is a little bit easier because obviously it depends on the age gap. It depends on the age gap and it depends on the person as well. Um, I I know mums that have two kids and there's a, there's a short amount, there's a small amount of um, age gap and they're doing brilliant. Um, for me, I needed the age gap because I needed my son to, you know, be able to do basic things so he could dress himself from three um, because that was a requirement yeah. from his school anyway. Um, so he had particular skills that really helped me out because then in the morning, all I'd have to do, you know, was like bath him and cream him and he could, I could just leave him to put his uniform on and kind of concentrate, um, on him, uh, concentrate on the baby. But I think it's finding a, a good routine for yourself. So for me, I kind of just, like I had to get up. So in the morning I had to get up before either of them were up and I had to be bathed because if I didn't bath, I'm not bathing for the rest of the day, basically. Um, so it was yeah. little things yeah. like that. And, um, you know, napping when she was napping, when he's at school, um, just to kind of have that little bit more strength. And I think you just like, for me, both my kids um, are very different, but very similar in the same way. So my son was a fussy eater my daughter is not, she eats everything. So I think that really helped me as well. Um, and it's these little, little things that take away the pressures. But motherhood for me is what you make of it. If you have a negative pers perspective of it, or if you allow like an anxious thought to overwhelm you in the particular area, then it does overwhelm you. Um, but if you look for ways on how to overcome it um and still try and do things for yourself so for me like I'm very goal orientated I've got loads of things that I want to accomplish and for me that's what keeps me going because I want to live a leave a legacy for my children I want my children to be able to look at me yeah. and say you know my mum did that not just you know my dad did this or my mum and dad like I want my own things of where my kids can say, do you know what? My yeah. mum inspires me because she did this and this, even though she had two kids and our parents did it. I mean, for me, my mum uh, was a hairdresser and there's four of us. And my mum was like always hustling. And my dad is like the hardest yeah. worker I know. So for me growing up and seeing that, um, that for me, that's all I know. So I always try and have a really positive, like I'm, blessed to have two kids there are people who want two kids like kids so badly and the fact that I even have kids like that gives me the ability to get on with it even on days where it's hard I'm just like lord you know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me like and I literally have to just you know talk to myself to prep myself and to keep going because the yeah, fact of the matter yeah. is like your husband is there and they help you. And, but there's only so much the husband does. Like as a mother, it's like you're shaping yeah. these people. And um, I studied um, sociology at uni and I know, you know, the first five years of a child's life of their primary socialization is so key to who they become. So for me, I've always become conscious that, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't want my children 
um, you know, to hear anybody swearing. I don't want um, my children to like, there's just little things. um, And, you know, things that I've had to say to my parents. So, you know, I don't want like when they go over to your house, if any of my, like my siblings, some of them are young and still at home. I don't want anyone arguing in front of my kids because I don't want them to see that. If you're going to argue or have a discussion with each other, do it in private. So there's just certain things that I know that I want to install in my kids and no one else is going to do that. So for me, it's I need to make sure that I'm happy, I'm whole. I need to do what I need to do for myself and find time. So I always say to people, like, if you need the time, you need to let your husband know or let your partner know. Or if you can reach out, if you don't have a partner to your family member, like reach out to them. Like there are times where I'm so tired. I'm like, mum, please, you've got to take the kids this weekend. And she's like, yeah, bring them over. And I'm blessed to have that. And that literally I'll clean my house, sort out my diary. And I'm like, yep, ready for my kids again. I'm good to go. And it's having those moments alone. So you really yeah. do need to make time for yourself as well. Uh, you you beat me to it. That was literally going to be my next question. <laughs> I'm just talking too time much. Time to... <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> it literally beat me to it because obviously having two kids, trying to yeah. you know fulfil all your goals and just just wanted to know, like, what, what what do you do for fun? You know, you've mentioned a little bit about you know yeah. making time for yourself. Um, as well. So for me, okay, one of the things my husband does is he might take off. Um, like a day during the week so we know my daughter's at nursery my son's at school and we have date days because we can't have date nights because we don't have babysitters so we do date days those make me happy because I get to like eat food that I want and you know it goes back to you know going to a nice restaurant and eating food Uh, I'm, I'm easy as long as I've got good food I am happy I'm easily pleased um with my son, I used to work out a lot. I used to go to the gym when he goes to bed. Um, I used to go to Pure Gym where they open 24 hours. So working out is a big thing for me. I, I have to say I'm not doing well with my daughter. I need to start working out again. But um, for me, I just find times in the evening. So I'm in a really strict routine. Try and get my kids in bed by 7.30, the latest. Um like if yeah. someone is teething yeah. or something obviously it might get a little bit later but once my kids are asleep I am free so I do not play with bedtime um because from seven thirty till about 10 11 o'clock that is my free time that's where um I look over my diary I plan yeah. the day yeah. um and then obviously in the mornings when I wake up to pray um that that just keeps me going but apart from that I've got a great network of friends so we try and go out as much as we can because we're mums um but we do things like um Christmas dinners together um and yeah we we obviously do a lot of things with the kids as well um but yeah we just I just make time where I can if I look at my diary and I see I've got free time whoever's free like let's do something and I try and just do it as that and try and be Mm -hmm. as spontaneous as possible I think that's very very important especially with friends just making sure that you have your um good amount of support network around you as well 
No, just to end on a light note, do you have any advice for any new mamas out there that are just getting into it? Um, um, yeah. My advice would be take it slow, find your own rhythm and don't compare yourself to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are in... Why am I stirring? Um, if you are in... If you're in a in a in a place where you feel that you're not coping or you feel as if by your standards that you're not doing as well as you should be, you need to have honest conversations um, with your support system and let them know because what you'll find is that people are there to help, people want to help, and there's no need to suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us suffer in silence unnecessarily and there is nothing to be shameful about um for every mistake you think you've made another mum will tell you they've made a hundred more so just keep going um don't be too hard on yourself enjoy your children because we're not going to get this time back um and just just try and be in the moment and try and be conscious um with everything that you're doing yeah yeah oh, that's amazing thank you thank you thank you i know thank, thank you, so you guys oh, I, God, I can't believe going. it's been an hour already now <laughs> now you want to now you want to end it <laughs> damn <laughs> no you know what we usually try to like keep it on the keep yeah. it to about 30 45 minutes but like Obviously, we don't like restricting people as well. So yeah. if you if you if the okay. conversation's flowing, then we just let it flow. Yeah, but so we, we can definitely um, have another um, time with you, Dorothy. Um, I think I'm quite interested in probably asking you more about um, just about baby blues. I yeah, think that's definitely. a topic that that's important to to be had. Yeah, and we can do an episode like, on that actually. Yeah, another mm-hmm. episode just like being being a wife and how you kind of like manage, you know, marriage. Yeah. How you basically work things with you and your partner now that there's yeah. two extra kids kids along there. Um so definitely, definitely ladies. I'm all your screen available when you're ready. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Now we know why you guys are doing <laughs> I like this. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't, wasn't that scary. I've never ever done anything like this, and with the whole thriving mamas, it's just so new to me. I'm just, I'm just going with it and just trying to be honest with it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think what makes it a bit hard. No, I think it's we good. Can't see, we can't see. I think each it's other. good, Shirley. Because if just, I could see you guys, I don't it. think we yeah. got this done. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't worry. There's days where Vicky and I have, you know, we we literally like oh we have to edit out so much, so many oh laughs. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, the babies in the background. Like, oh, honestly, you guys we just, are so we just, lovely. Oh, we just go with Thank it. Thank you so much for reaching out. I'm so happy that I've Thank met you guys you. or heard your voices nice. or messages, and I can't wait to actually meet you guys because you, <laughs> you're so lovely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. That would be fun. Um. Stay tuned, guys. Um, Dorothy will definitely be joining us in another episode. Um, so please keep an eye out for that one. But um, thank you for listening to another episode of Two Tired Mums. Yeah, and we'll see you in the next one. Yeah. Bye, guys. Thank you so much.